You know, I still have yet to figure out that song. Is that is 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 that like really true? All the stuff that goes on there, Ed Sheeran. Seriously, I I actually don't listen to the words of the song. What you don't listen Not to the that lyrics? One. You don't listen to the lyrics? Not that one. Anyway, this no, is. No, I like his voice, but. Mm. I told you one day I saw him on. Uh, this is I didn't see him on TV, but this was a TV show that was on YouTube, and it was someplace in England. It was on the BBC or, or ITV or something like that, and. He was on like a variety talk show and, you know, he was sitting, you know, with talking with the, the host and a couple other guests and he had a guitar with him and he said, I can play any song with four chords. And, 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 and the, the host says, well, let's take him up on that. And they, and they had people in the audience say, play so-and-so. And he played the songs with four chords. And I'm going like, interesting, you know, so maybe I could have done good, uh, done well, whatever that word would be, well, guitar, if I would have stepped, stuck with it. God, the things that I used to do, I used to play piano, I used to play guitar, I kill myself. Did you used to play piano? I did. I took, I took lessons. I actually used to take piano, and her name was Etta Parnas. Yeah? Boy, she was a mean old lady. Really? Yes. Well, uh, she was from the very, 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 very old school. Okay, I have to tell you a funny story. This was like when I was a young guy, and my music teacher, she lived next door to us. Her name was, uh, she was Greek. These were the Greek people who lived next door to us. When the husband and wife got mad at each other, they'd get, on the, fr- yeah, they'd, they'd get on the front porch or the front lawn, they'd start yelling at each other in this huge fight, and the fight would end in a crescendo of skasas back and forth. Skasa, 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 skasa. And I, my friend Eli, who was their son, later told me that skasa meant shut up. So in other words, they were, they were yelling back and forth at each other, and when the argument got to the crescendo, they were to go, shut up, shut up, shut up. You know, it was back and <laughs> forth like that, skut up, skasa, skasa, skasa. So anyway, she's sitting down with me at the piano bench i can still remember this like it happened yesterday she says now i'm going to go through the scale this is a and she goes through this is b and this is you know she goes through that now f and g and what comes after g and i go h (laughs) and she just breaks up laughing no 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 we go back to a it goes (laughs) that's funny (laughs) anyway uh Back in back in the, in the days. It's six thirty. This is BS in the morning. A simpler time. You know, I just said BS in the morning. It's BS dot show. Uh, when are you going to learn? It's I've, your idea. I've called Izzy and she won't call me back. You know, isn't that terrible? Did you really call her for real? Sparks won't call me back. Izzy won't call me back. Nobody will call me back. Maybe they know me too well. Huh? Don't you? Can, can I be honest with you? Don't you sure. think? Don't you think that's that's sort of nasty when you call someone and they don't ever return your calls? Yeah, or text, and they don't return your call. Well, don't return your text. Like perfect example, okay? There is a guy that we met at the um, small business expo show that came up to us and wanted to do some stuff with us, and I I gave up on the guy because what's funny is I called him and called him and called him, and, and he would never call me back. So one day I had a different phone I was on, and I called him, and he answered right away. Hey, how's Brad? Hey, what are you do? Trying to trick me? You're on a different phone. I go, dude, all you got to do is just answer the phone and say, hey, Brad, I don't think there's any interest. I don't have any interest in, in, in what you're you know, offering exactly. me. Exactly. You, know, it, it, you know what? It was nice meeting you. Maybe our paths will, are, are, you know, are, are merge again, and, and maybe, you know, maybe we can do something down the road. But right now, there's nothing. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. And not yeah, necess- it's like, just tell me no. Not necessarily. Don't let me sit there and continue to call you and chase you, which I'm almost done with. 
but just tell me no. Yeah. That's all I need. Well, and not necessarily in businesses, in personal life as well, too. You exactly. Know, you know, it's one of those kind of things. You know, when you text someone and they don't call, they don't text you back, and it's like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, not even work-related, just in general. Well, it's one of those crazy things. And anyway, we can talk about that. A lot of stuff to talk about. The uh, Unfortunately, it looks like there is a small-scale invasion of Ukraine. We can talk about that a little bit. That's geopolitics. Yeah, I heard that. You know, when you think about what's so sad about that is, once again, I say it, and I do not mean this in disrespect. I mean this in the utmost respect. And Shelly knows me well enough to know that I really mean this. If women ran the world, we wouldn't have these kind of problems. He does believe that. I, I'm telling you, this whole crazy thing with Putin, and what's so interesting to me, go back in history. Go back 12 years, no, 10 years ago, 2012, okay? Obama was elected in 2008. And he got reelected in 2012. And remember the election? It was it was Obama against Mitt Romney. And one of the debates, I don't think that was debate was in St. Louis. I don't think it was. I don't know. If, I don't. In 2012, I don't know if they had any debates in St. Louis. Anyway, one of the debates, uh, Mitt Romney said something about when when the moderator asked him a question, what is he what what did he think what is one of our problems in the future and something that, that the United States should address? And he said the number one problem was Russia. And the audience went, <laughs> and Barack Obama stood up and said, uh, Mr. Romney, the 80s called and they want their foreign policy back. You know, the idea being that like, hey, that was when it was the USSR, it was the Soviet Union. You know, we were had this Cold War against them. You know, uh, you know, Reagan went over to, to Germany, he said, tear down the wall. They tore down the wall. You know, they gave all these, com- the, the, the Soviet satellite countries their autonomy back again. And Russia was was no big deal. Well, guess what? It's a big deal. Mitt Romney was just 10 years ahead of himself because now the whole crazy thing is there's so many people talking about the fact that Russia and China have gotten together, two leaders have gotten together, and everybody knows what's going to happen next. They're going to take over Taiwan. And you know what's, you know what's the, the problem with that it is? What? There's a company in Taiwan, I think it's called TMSC or TCMC or something like that, something with a T, M, and an S, and a C. I don't know the order. Okay, they produce... 60% of the world's chips. 60%. Chips and as in computer, microchips or computer chips, chips as in microchips. Doritos? No, computer chips, microchips. Oh, okay. And this, There's this, a difference. This one company, and what's interesting is they are essentially a plain label manufacturer. Internet, you know, Texas Instruments, yeah, Intel. Yeah, like, so are they AMD? Are they... Well, they do, they do, they do practically Intel? everybody. They do everybody. So... You th- really? Yeah, you think there's a problem right now with getting cars and things like that because you can't find the chips. Wait till they invade Taiwan. I mean, it'll just get to the point where, and 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 it's to the point where it's like, okay, once again, here's the United States. We have a situation where we have let our guard down. We don't have all this manufacturing. I'm I'm a student of World War II mainly because of the fact that my father was in World War II, three bronze stars, not bragging or anything. You know, I'm not bragging about me. I'm bragging about him. Three bronze stars. Uh, after World War II, he stayed in the, in the uh, reserves. He retired after 40 years in the Army at the age of 62. Okay? And he talked about this all the time, that first it was Japan, now it's China, where if we lose our manufacturing base, if we have to go to war with somebody, we don't have anybody to manufacture anything anymore. Because if you know the crazy story in World War II, 
all these all the car manufacturers stop manufacturing cars. You, there is no such thing as a 43 or a 44 car. They don't exist because they didn't make them. I don't think they started making cars till like 1946. I think 46 was the first model. If you go back and check this, there may be a handful of cars out there that they produced for I mean for whatever reason, but all the car manufacturers went to producing tanks and army trucks and things like that. And the M1 Garand and the M1 Carbine were made by all sorts of different companies, including IBM. IBM, really? IBM shut down their, at the time, you know, international business machines. They were doing you know, typewriters and things like that. They shut down the production lines, and they started making rifles. And you know the jukebox company, which is no longer allow, around, Rockola? Yes. Rockola made M1 Carbines. And to this day, if you're a collector of military arms from World War II, that's the rarest gun because they produced the, the late, least amount. General Motors, in, oh, the Inland Division. I mean, if you read the list of the companies that stopped producing what products they were producing and started producing rifles and all sorts of other stuff, it was amazing. Now, here's another one. Here's another little tidbit of information. If you buy a house, if you buy a house right now that was built anywhere from like the late 60s to the early 70s, you know what the scourge of those houses is? Asbestos? No, aluminum wiring. The the houses instead of having copper. Yeah, I I agree with that. Well, instead of having, you had aluminum wiring in your, in your house. No, but uh, my 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 uh, bonus son has aluminum wiring in his apartment. Right, and there's lots of problems with aluminum wiring, and mm-hmm. it has to do with corrosion and, and expansion, contraction. I won't get all the crazy stuff like that. Okay, do you know part of the reason? why they started making aluminum wiring in houses from like the late 60s through the early 70s because they probably thought that it was innovative no you'll never guess the reason if i gave you a thousand guesses you'd never guess was it the reason the same reason why women had to no no it was the vietnam war because they needed copper they needed copper for uh the war materials and they diverted almost all the production of copper into supplying the Vietnam War, and and they started producing. And aluminum was not was not nearly as scarce, so they started producing wire in houses with aluminum because a it was and the price the price of copper went crazy because of the fact that sort of like what we're going through now. Uh, where copper is like, you know, crazy nuts sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you go to the store and you get a, you know, if you're doing like plumbing at your house and you go to buy a 10-foot section of half-inch copper tubing, it's like $50, which is, you know, I don't think it's that way anymore. For a while, it was just like crazy. That was the reason, because there was a shortage of copper and there was a housing boom going on, so they switched over to aluminum. And and that's the problem. And matter of fact, anybody, you know anybody who's got a house that has aluminum wiring, it's always a problem. It's always a problem. You have always you have to have you have to have somebody like Caleb Hunter, Extreme Electrical, on your on your phone in your phone book because of the fact that you. And the problem with it is, if you don't take care of the aluminum wiring, you have fires. If you maintain it and do yes. all the, and do all the things you're supposed to do, True. you you won't have problems like that. So anyway, why are we talking about this? Caleb just. Caleb just called or texted, and he said, "This thing with Russia is going to be bad." I, I look, I, I agree. I don't think it's going to go good, and 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 you know why? I won't say why. Why? Uh, if I said my opinion, I, 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 people will go like, "Oh, I can't believe he's, 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 he's a Trump fan." I don't think if I'll say it right now, if Trump were in office, I don't think we'd have this problem. I really don't. Why? I, I, because because, you know. What do we have in office right now? 
who do we have in office? We have a vice, a president, and a vice president. Are do you think that they demand, uh, they they res- have respect around the world? No, you, I don't think they have, even have respect for this country. Well, no respect for I, in, in other words, the other other countries respect them. No, they're weak leaders. You know, I mean, and let's be honest, this is human nature 101. You know, if you're a kid. And there's a, you know, there's a man who lives on the block, and if you step on his lawn, he's out there yelling at you, stay off my lawn. Guess what? You don't step on his lawn. You might step in his next-door neighbor's lawn, but you don't want to mess with him because you're afraid he's what he's going to do, right? Right. That's human nature 101. You know, it's just one of those things. If you know somebody's tough, and you know somebody is not going to take any guff, and they're not, you know, they're not going to take any crap, CRAP, not CRAP from anybody. You, most times people don't mess with them unless you're looking for a fight. If you are looking for a fight, then you do mess with that person, you know, and, and to a certain extent, people will say, well, you sort of contradicted yourself because maybe Putin was looking for a fight and he would have screwed around with, with Trump. I don't think so. And the sad part of this is we've got NATO, we've got the United Nations. Who cares when, you know, you got somebody that doesn't, you know, doesn't pay any attention to those people. You know, it's just like, like, once again, it's like in St. Louis. It's like they talk about, oh, we're going to have tougher gun laws so these criminals can't buy guns. I guarantee you most of the criminals who are buying guns, they're not going to, to Cabela and buying guns. They're buying them for the people that steal them out of your cars when you go to the Cardinals games. That's where the guns come from. They come from the people who are, you know, like the people that can't go into Bush Stadium or whatever it is, Enterprise Center, whatever. I can't. Is that Enterprise Center right now? So many names. Savas Center, Keel Center, whatever. Anyway. Those are the guns that end up being sold on the street. And it's not the issue of, you know, once again, the, the, the responsible gun owners, the guys who, who go get their concealed carry permit, the guys, guys and gals, a lot of women buying guns. Matter of fact, that's the fastest growing segment of the gun market is women. Um, anyway, a lot of, you know, citizens who are respectful and, you know, learn to shoot and learn safety procedures and stuff like that. Those are the good people. It's like, it's like once again, it's like driving down a highway. You know, most of the people, I wouldn't say most of the people, 40% of the people are doing the speed limit or five miles miles and over like me. There's 30% of the people like Shelly who, uh-huh. who are driving 100 miles an hour. And then there's the guys in their Hellcats driving down the highway at 140 miles an hour. Those are the yes, guys. They do. Those are the guys that you find in the ditch or uh, you know cause a tremendous accident down the road because they're irresponsible. If they want to take their car out on the drag strip or you know over to Mid America Raceway or whatever and race, look, I have no problem with that. Don't be doing 140 miles an hour in the interstate. You know, just don't do it. Remember, I told you, was it last year? I had heard that guy who was the head of the Minnesota Public um, Safety Department, and he talked about how. Uh, traffic deaths, you know, that, that in the state of Minnesota, the traffic was down like, this was like in the height of the pandemic for like late 20, 2020 into early 2021. And uh, talked about how how traffic volume was down 40, 50, 60% pre-pandemic levels. And that the, the number of fatality accidents had increased by like 200%. And the number of tickets that the Minnesota Highway Patrol issued for speed limits in excess of 100 miles an hour were up like 95%. I mean, really? What? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, and and I say you've seen it. I say people have gotten to be worse drivers. And you know what? I have to correct myself. I have to put this on the sheet. Talk about this next break. I have to correct myself because I say you don't see people, you don't see the cops running radar anymore. Not until two weeks ago. I forgot to talk about this on the air. And I'll tell you where this was. And I thought to myself, interesting. You know, maybe they're back to running radar again. And this was a huge, huge, huge speed, uh, speed, I don't want to call it speed trap, because if you knew what to look for, you knew exactly where it was. 
Anyway, we'll talk about that Did next. Did it say drugs on the next exit? <laughs> that, exit here. That was that was that was on forty four. I don't think they do that. Yeah, anymore. I know. I think somebody sued him over that. You've seen that before, haven't you? I have. When you went, when you were going down back to Branson, eighties, back yes. in the nineties. Well, back in the nineties, and once again, I told that story to somebody. Funny, you should bring that. I just told that story to somebody recently. No, that never happened. I go, I swear, it, it happened. Absolutely did. It happen. did. What they did was they put a sign up on the interstate, and it said, like, let's say the next exit was exit. I don't know the exact. It was on forty. Eastbound 44. And let's say the next exit was exit 110. They would put a sign up there that says, says, drug checkpoint exit 108. So in other words, it wasn't that exit. It was the exit after the next exit. Well, they did that on purpose because the exit that they put the sign right in front of, there was nothing there. When you got to the top of the ramp, there was no gas station. There was no food. There was nothing. It was like almost like a rural farm exit where if you got off there, you, you went to Billy Bob's house or stuff like that. Yes. So they would sit at the top of the ramp, and they would anybody who exited on that ramp, if they weren't a local, they would go say, they'd stop them. Hey, why'd you get off the highway? Where are you going? What, you got something in the trunk? Can we take a look? Yeah. <laughs> Could you... Uh... Put your hands against the car. Oh, right, right. Hey, why'd you get off of this exit? There's nothing here. There's no gas station. There's no, there's no food and, and place no, to ma'am, eat. And no, ma'am, I don't know who you are. Right. There's, there's nothing here. Why'd you get off of this exit? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I had to go to the bathroom. There's no place to go to the bathroom unless you go in the weeds. And you know what? That's indecent exposure. And we'll get you on that too. You know. <laughs> I never thought of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I know a guy who got a ticket for that, and he had to register as, as a sex, a sex offender. Really? True story. Wow. Because if you get an indecent exposure um, conviction against you, you have to register as a sex offender. And this guy couldn't hold it anymore, got off the highway. It was at night. Cop pulled up behind him, hit him with the spotlight. Guess what he was doing? (sighs) I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, Well, I think that's a bogus one, but, you know, who am I to say, right? Anyway, it's 645. It is.